Hey everybody, welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. You're listening to episode number 51, or actually, issue number 51. I'm your host, Randy, and with me as always, I've got Gavin from the news. Hey everybody. And as a very special guest this week, uh, we've got Gamestradamus of YouTube fame here. Um, we sometimes call him Cheyenne, but say hello to Gamestradamus. How are we doing, everybody? We are doing awesome, sir. We are doing awesome, sir. <laughs> And as always, Gavin has got a hot bowl of news, you know, ready to pour out for us. So, Gavin, please, uh, let's get the ball rolling here. Let's let's, let's talk let, about let's it. Let's ladle out some new soup, shall we? Yeah. Let's start, let's start out this week with some nice, chunky Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. <laughs> that, of course, is the um, oft-teased third installment in the um, famed series, not including the two portable spinoffs. Uh, and this one includes the famous multiplayer layer. It is indeed in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, not Assassin's Creed 3. It will include the main character of Assassin's Creed 2, Ezio de Arturi de Firenze. And of course, this, uh, the multiplayer layer, layer, as they call it, will allow you to customize your own assassin and also their fighting and assassin style. Not exactly sure what that entails yet, but that is very intriguing. Um, it's been around. It's the, one of the biggest announcements of the past week. Uh, Randy, Cheyenne, you got thoughts? Um, I've actually I, I found a couple of uh, snippets around the web. That, some were actually saying that it's you know going to be assassins versus templars in the multiplayer uh, versions of it as well, and the templars are using the pieces of Eden to train themselves in the ways of the assassins. So don't know how all that's going to really work. I don't know how that's going to be shaking up the uh, the canon of Assassin's Creed or anything like that. So I'm really excited. I think I'm I'm our house official you know Assassin's Creed you know diehard fan. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited. It's definitely going to be like Assassin's Creed two and a half, and not necessarily three. And um, you know, we'll see about the multiplayer. Uh, and I think at the moment they're even still saying that the multiplayer is tentative. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I have to say I'm definitely excited about it. Uh, I I enjoy the Assassin's Creed uh, series. They have uh, some amazing storytelling, and uh, the all around presentation is very nice. And the uh, addition of multiplayer could be very interesting, could lead to some very fun little stealth moments of uh, teaming up, trying to assassinate people. Yeah. Especially if uh, all the assassins have different uh, takedowns and different styles. It could be uh, very interesting to see what they do with that. You know, and I don't want to get too far off topic or anything like that, but actually the original Assassin's Creed, I remember they were, that was the original plan, was to do like a two-player co-op assassination kind of thing. Um, and Ubisoft couldn't figure out a way to get that to work, so they kind of went with the with the single, you know, assassin kind of going through everything. I even remember seeing like like tech animations that they they were shooting for, but they couldn't quite achieve it. Oh well. Oh well, indeed. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep our this, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, this will probably be a big mainstay of this year's E3, so keep it tuned to us next month for that. Let's uh, let's move on to a bit of sad news. It's always sad when we lose one of our our favorite destinations as geeks, and this time around, it's game crazy. It officially is filing for Chapter 11, and every single one of its stores is shutting down for good. Uh, Silver lining means good deals for you in these uh, past uh, <laughs> last few weeks, but it's always sad to see it go. Randy, I good morning. You in morning? I'm not in morning. I I uh, I've never seen a game crazy before. I'm I'm East Coast. I've literally never seen a game crazy before. <laughs> You're missing out. I, I'm sure I am. Yeah, I, I hate to see stores like that close. I mean, you're, you're seeing all the video stores and everything going out of business pretty soon, which is pretty sad. So you'll just see Netflix and Gamefly have complete monopolies, which is uh, 
I don't know, not always good for the consumer. True, mm. true, absolutely, man. You'll always have Redbox for movies, at least. But yeah, yeah. so now <laughs> the only um, Great and Crazy was the significant national competitor to GameStop. So don't know if anything's going to fill this power vacuum, but it's always sad to see another uh, great franchise go down. But what are you going to do? At least search if you got a Game Crazy in your area. Look, because there's going to be some major liquidation deals for you. So take yeah. advantage of it at least. But let, let's perk ourselves up with a little happy news. And you can't not be happy when, with this franchise. Little Big Planet 2 has been confirmed. <laughs> I'm happy not going to. Hooray! Hooray! Cheyenne, I, by, we are going to probably call you Cheyenne a few times, but uh, Game Stradamus. Do whatever. What's what's your take, man, on on Little Big Planet? How how are you seeing this? Are you seeing this as like a huge awesome thing, or uh, you know, I I never played the first one, but uh, I did follow it for a little while. And and anyone who is in the uh, modding creation department or, or really likes doing that kind of stuff, or or platformers in general, I I see this as a very good thing. Um, from what I I saw and what they're doing with the second one, they're really opening up the uh, the floodgates for people to create. And uh, creating like separate web pages to promote your own stuff and uh, and link everybody's creations. So, uh, you know, if you're into the platforming uh, style game, uh, you know, the skies are the limit, really. I mean, the first one, I think they said they have two million maps that were user created. Yep. So, you know, they're going to add that with the second one. So, I mean, you just have endless amounts of games to play when it yeah. comes around. So it could be fun. That, I think that's an awesome addition that they're doing too. I'm really glad that they're kind of making it that that little bit of backwards compatible there. Yep. Oh, they would have to. That um, you spend what it had to be about sixty to hundred hours creating your own level, and then sequel comes out and you're kind of screwed. But, <laughs> nice to see. But uh, we're also going to get something like intelligent AI, Sackboy clones, and the ability to create um, more sophisticated contraptions rather than just the levy and um, puller system that you can use in Little Big Planet 1. So there's still a lot of gameplay tweaks that we can expect, but again, not a lot of details, and again, probably a huge mainstay for this year's E3. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on that before we move on? Everyone happy or at least intrigued? I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm probably not going to buy it. Um, I, I'll definitely rent it to kind of play with the new creature creator, but, you know, I, I definitely think it's awesome for the industry, but it's just yeah. not a game for me. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I just don't have the time to sit and develop levels all day. But for people who are really into that, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm always on YouTube surfing for the next um, Little Big Planet level. I love Little Big Bioshock. So can't wait to see what people do with this. <laughs> <laughs> but l- let's move on to uh, a little bit of gossip here, a little bit of rumors that are always nice. Apparently, Nintendo is sizing up for a major offensive against Apple. Now, it, it's been expected, although Reggie fils the um, president of Nintendo of America, has come out saying they're not necessarily concerned. We have a prospective statement from uh, president, company president Satoru Iwata saying that the iPad and the iPhone are the enemy of the future. Very uh, science fiction of him, uh, of him in that sense. And considering the uh, proliferation of the iPod, iPad, iPod name in the portable games market, it's a it's a pretty solid business maneuver, but we may be seeing a huge marketing offensive from Nintendo Nintendo out of the coming months before the holiday mark uh, holiday rush. Randy, you got any thoughts on this? <laughs> I think, uh... I, I think um, wow, how do I want to put this? I think in the past twenty four months, Apple has 
completely changed face, but there's still a lot of people that aren't seeing it quite yet. Um, I kind of agree with Nintendo. I think Apple is kind of creating this slightly evil empire kind of going on. You know, I, I hate to sound so negative and down about it, but uh, I might be flying the Nintendo flag when it comes to this little battle. Cheyenne? Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, I've been hearing a lot of the same kind of things. And, uh, you know, if you can see how big the mobile gaming, Internet gaming kind of has, has blown up, like take games like Farmville, for example, on Facebook, you know, there's 90 million people that play that game, which is insane. If you think about, you know, how much <laughs> World of Warcraft is talked about with like 12 million subscribers. Right. Well, you know, this game's way, way bigger. Um, you know, so additions like the iPad and these different things, it, it does open up that market. And, uh, you know, I, I could see Nintendo making a huge, a huge move. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I'm personally kind of afraid of Apple because of just some of the, their recent business practices. One, they, in just a short amount of time, they've almost completely killed Flash, which is just absurd. And, uh, and two, the way they kind of treated Gizmodo during the whole, um, you know, Gizmodo finding the the Generation Four um, uh, iPhone, that that was they, they kind of they sicked the police on him as though he was like a crack dealer, you know, instead of just a <laughs> instead of just a tech journalist, you know, like literally the cops came in and kicked the kid's door down, guy's door down. So I don't know, Apple is getting a little uh, a little crazy. Yeah, not to true. mention the um, the Federal Trade Commission uh, looking into Apple in terms of possible um, mono- uh, monopoly aspirations, which is never uh, never necessarily uh, ever ever necessarily good. Right, so. right. So yeah, okay, that's my two cents. I don't want to go. I don't want to uh, start a whole big thing, but uh, cool. <laughs> indeed, cool indeed. Um, let's yeah, let's move on to more opinionated stuff that we're happy to talk about. Um, Guinness Book of World Records, and we recently going to be getting the Guinness World Records 2010 Gamers Edition, and this one includes the top 50 video game franchises as voted on Guinness World Record purchasers or readers or whatnot. And what's that number? What's that number one? You ask, Randy. Want to guess? Um, I, I cheated. I know the answer. Yeah, 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 we all know the answer. It's it's pretty obvious. It's Halo, 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 Halo. Second place is Call as uh, Call of Duty, and wow. third is Legend of Zelda, which is pretty impressive considering it kind of uh, usurped Mario. Which Mario Super Mario Brothers is number six. Real quick, uh-huh. let's go through it: Guitar Hero, Metal Gear, Super Mario Brothers, World of Warcraft, Gears of War, Super Smash Brothers, and Grand Theft Auto round out the top ten. I am not going through all. 50, but it's, it's, of course, on our site. Check it out for yourselves. Cheyenne, let's start with you this time. Got any thoughts? Um, wow, yeah, that's an interesting list. I wouldn't have uh, guessed that. But, uh, yeah, Halo being number one, I don't know if I would put it number one, but it's it's definitely up there. That's, that's the game that got me into the whole multiplayer scene. Um, you know, the community for it is amazing. Um, Bungie's always been really good about adding new game types and listening to the community and, and being right there. So, yeah, it's a it's a solid game all around. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting list. I would imagine Mario would be higher, but uh, but so be it. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree, especially since Mario put gaming on the map for the most part. You know, period between between Donkey Kong and and you know bringing you know real gaming home with with Super Mario Brothers. Um, 
Yeah, I that that list to me, I'm not gonna like sit here and be like, oh, that's a stupid list. But uh, um, I don't know. Just seems like there's too many modern day, you know, games in there. there I, I feel like if they took that list again in like one year, it'd be a lot different. Yeah, Absolutely. that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Good good point. Yeah. Because I, I feel like there's a lot of like fallback from Call of Duty right now, like with. <laughs> Everything that's going on and, and, and how much problems Modern Warfare 2's had and servers and everything that, that, that's probably was voted like right when Modern Warfare 2 released and everyone's like, yeah, Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, this is, this was created by a poll hosted on the Guinness World Records Gamers Editions website. So take that as you will. I'm obviously taking it. I'm gonna, I can sit here and say this is a shit list because Kingdom Hearts is above Final Fantasy. Fallout oh, bye! Yeah, that's Fallout, a shit list. Fallout and, Fallout, Fallout and Half-Life are not in the top ten. And for some reason, Diablo is just right above Lego Batman. So take this as a grain of salt here. This is obviously a list, um, a list that probably would have made the uh, the vote the voting structure for the VGAs in 2007 look look pretty much uh, pretty pretty much <laughs> applicable. But yeah, I am going to take it back. That is a list. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what happens when you let the Madden crowd decide, which apparently yeah, actually, exactly. is uh, pretty impressive. I don't see Madden on. Oh, Madden NFL number 22. So hey. Maybe, I don't know. But <laughs> thank you, Guinness, for giving us something to talk about at least. <laughs> Why don't we round up this week's news um, news stew, as it were, as uh, Randy set up in the beginning with something uh, a bit a bit of intrigue, as it were. Telltale. Telltale. That's so hard. It's a tongue twister of a developer name. Of course, you'll remember as the guys that created the Sam and Max, uh, Walls and Gromit, and Strong Bad ex- episodic games on the PC and Xbox 360 are now considering a game pilot program, which will make the uh, game development industry more like the television industry. This will uh, mean that they can bring, uh, represent new and innovative game designs to the retail market in the form of pilots. This will allow you to probably cheaper, quicker to come out, and if, if accepted and reaching a certain sales moniker, they'll be able to create a season's worth, which is a couple, usually between three and five downloadable episodes of said pilot. So this will, this is really interesting, and it may be a conduit uh, in which a lot of independent developers can start doing these larger projects. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Randy, have you looked over this? Uh, do you think... I, do you I, have haven't, I haven't... I haven't really read into it too much, but I gotta say, it sounds like, it sounds like corporate, um, video game industry's response to the independent market kind of picking up at the moment. You know? I, I don't want to say that it's like, it almost sounds like it's taking a bite out of, out of indie wallets. You know? Yeah. No, definitely, I can see that. I, I thought you would just follow up, so. Oh, no, okay. Oh, uh, uh, alright, I'll follow up. Uh, just imagine if it was like, if it was like Valve that was like, hey, we put together this game that's not quite finished, but, you know, you can pay $10 to play it and let us know how you think, you know, and it's, it's not as polished as the rest of our games. Here you go. Check it out. You know, that same 10 bucks could be used to spend on somebody who doesn't work for Valve, could be spent on, you know, an independent developer that, you know, they would get the attention that is needed to get a publisher in the first place to to make bigger games or to make a big sequel to their independent game. Well, from what it looks like, it doesn't mean that we're going to have these major developers pushing the pilot program. It does seem to be Telltale itself uh, within its own within its own unique business aspirations, reaching out to non-developers. In this case, we I see. We ha- we haven't necessarily seen it in action yet. 
but this has just been an announcement, and so far we haven't seen anything concrete released. But from what Telltale is telling us at the moment, it's going to be completely independent developers, kind of like what um, Jonathan Braid, uh, Jonathan whoever made Braid, I can't remember. His <laughs> the that Braid guy. guy did, yeah, the Braid guy did maybe give developers on his sort of financial status a bit of a leg up. Huh. Which could be interesting, could be intriguing. Yeah, could could be good. I, I see a lot. I could see a lot more companies getting into doing the same kind of thing, and and snatching up a lot of uh, these smaller companies or people with ideas. Mm. Um, and you know, and and the whole episodic thing, I can see that that is kind of where the gaming market is kind of going to go in some way. Um, you know, if you if you follow any of like the top directors, like uh, Bruckheimer, Spielberg, all these different guys, they've they've all started their own gaming companies in the last uh, you know year or two, and have gotten a lot more into game creation. And you know, I think they're trying to start to bridge the gap between games and movies as as productions become uh, a lot more expensive for games and graphics get so much more intense and interactive. Um, especially with new controllers like Natal and everything like that, um, I can see more movie episodic like games coming out. Mm. So it could be interesting. Indeed, and we'll be seeing it um, supposedly this June with the release of Puzzle Agent uh, for the PC, Mac, Nintendo Wii, and the Apple App Store. Hmm. So keep an eye out for Puzzle Agent. Seems pretty self-explanatory. Um, Professor Layton-style puzzle games with a kind of mystery adventure layer to it. But either way, looks good, and that rounds out our news portion for this week. Okay, we'll uh, we'll take a real quick break, everybody, and we'll be right back uh, to talk with uh, Game Stradamus. Hey, Elder Geeks, got an idea for the site, or do you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about on Elder Speak? Be sure to drop us a suggestion on either the forums or by sending an email to info at elder-geek.com. Hey everybody, welcome back from break. Um, again, as a special guest this week, we've got Game Shardamus, who you heard, uh, you know, throwing in his two cents along with the rest of us in the first half of the show. Um, welcome to the show, bud. Thank you for having me. Uh, we are more than happy to, to have you along, and, and more than happy to have you, uh, help out with the, the video review, uh, <laughs> portions of eldergeek.com. Um, God knows there's more games than there are ti- than there is time for all of us to uh to review. This is very true. <laughs> what um what uh, what kept you started doing in the uh the video reviews? Um well, I uh I had a good buddy who uh got into doing uh gameplay commentary strategies and tips and that kind of thing. Started a YouTube channel uh a few months ago and he had uh, a lot of success from it and kind of convinced me to to get into it. Um and so I, I kind of started this channel um, to do tips and strategies for, you know, the top games on the market like Call of Duty, uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2, that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, I, I like a, a wide range of games. I don't really like to stick with one thing. So I, I play, uh, you know, a lot of the top games that come out on the market for all the different systems. And, you know, I, I decided it'd probably be good to start throwing in reviews and uh, and adding reviews to my channel uh, to show people that there are other games out there besides these other top games. Because um, I find a lot of people just get stuck sometimes, like in the one or two games, and, and, don't, and don't really look uh, outside of that. So, uh, I don't know, just, just as a hobby and, and for fun, I, I started to uh, 
kind of put together this gaming site and uh, just uh, trying to see what I can do with it. Very cool, man. Fantastic. We're happy to have you on board. Um, second, just a quick question here from my end. Um, Game Stradamus is such a, a an, an interesting <laughs> name. I mean, it comes out of nowhere, which is great, which is fantastic. We love this kind of thing. But where exactly did the name come yeah. from? Yeah, so, well, I, 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 when I started the channel from the beginning, I, I saw the success people were having with it and uh, the uh, potential of game hosting um, in general that went beyond just, um, like, Tips, tips and reviews and different stuff like that. And so I wanted to kind of create an identity with that that people could recognize, not only in my online presentation, but also when you go online, like my gamer tags, Game Shadamas, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's kind of all linked. Um, you know, I, I went through a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of funny names to try to decide what to pick. Um, originally I was, uh, the game genie. Because I thought that was clever. Because, <laughs> you know, I was giving you tips and help and stuff like that. Like, I was your genie. <laughs> nice. But I figured maybe later down the road I would get in trouble with Nintendo because they created the Game Genie. No, actually, people. Game Genie was a, was a completely different company. But I think, oh, was it? I, I, think, I think Game Genie is totally folded by now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure about that. Uh, so so uh, instead of taking a risk, I, uh, I decided to go with Game Shadamus. Like Nostradamus, you know, I'm kind of like bringing you the future of your games and different things. Nice. I thought, I thought it was clever. <laughs> nice. Now, you actually just did, and, and I didn't post it yet on the site. I'll, I'll be sure to put it up, you know, sometime this week. The uh, the StarCraft II musical love montage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What uh, uh, what brought that I, on? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a big, uh, I'm a big Blizzard fan uh, in, in general. I think, uh, I think they're probably the best game developer out there in my opinion um and so you know starcraft 2 is coming out been playing the beta a lot and uh they had a a video contest on there for blizzard and so uh i decided hey i had this i had this funny idea um to do this video i had like two days to make it because i found out about the contest a little late so i just threw this video together to uh to send to them for this contest and uh if you haven't seen the video pretty much it's uh it's a story about a boy who uh, gets StarCraft II on the very first day after waiting for a decade for the second one to come out. And it's uh, a <laughs> – I uh, originally was going to use all these love songs to play in the background and, like, have this funny little montage of me, like, going to dinner with the game and, and like, you know, doing all these funny little, like, skits and things. But I found out after filming that <laughs> – that you had to do all your own original music. Aww. And so I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I ended up uh, I ended up rewriting the lyrics to all these different songs and uh, performing them myself. So it's, uh, it's pretty goofy, but uh, for uh, anyone who plays StarCraft or video game lever, you'll, uh, you'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty funny. I was a little creeped out when you were spinning the Scar- StarCraft around in a circle and making <laughs> smiley faces. I was like... Please stop making those smiley faces at me. But uh, thin line between thin line between romantic and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you uh, What are you looking forward to? Like honestly, this summer is kind of it's kind of a hit and miss summer. Like people are either really psyched about the crap that's coming out this summer or, or totally not. What uh, are you psyched about the stuff coming out this summer? If so, what are you psyched for? Uh, yeah, I'm. You know, this this summer and holiday and everything like that's a, a big. You know, big time for the gaming the gaming community. It's when all the good games release. I'd have to say number one, StarCraft 2, by far, uh, I'm looking forward to. 
Um, Blizzard's done some really amazing things with that, and especially Battle.net um, to link all of their games together. It's quite an amazing system. Uh, beyond that, uh, looking forward to Alan Wake coming up here next week, and uh, and Crisis 2. That's also another one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of games. I mean, the new Fallout looks really great. Um, Halo Reach is uh, a lot of fun. It's going to be an expensive year for you, bud. <laughs> it is. It is. It's going to be. It's going to be bad. <laughs> Not to mention you'll be at E3. So. Yeah, and you'll be at E3. Good luck yeah, paying for all that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, see what they do with Natal, too. Mm. I'm really, really hoping that that is solid and not some gimmicky thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we all are at this point in time. You know, same thing with uh, uh, the move, too. You know, uh, God, I'm really worried about that. Um, I, I guess uh, some Canadian website was already uh, putting up the price for it for, like, 60 bucks or whatever. Ooh. So what is that, about 40 U.S.? That that comes about yeah forty de- uh, depending on sales tax going to round out about forty forty five bucks depending yeah. on where you are. I don't know something about that just seems too cheap. I don't know. I think that's what Natal. I think Natal is going to hit maybe five bucks cheaper. Oh, I, I agree. Okay. I agree with Factor. You're going to get a fifty uh, fifty dollar price tag with Natal. It's it's a three it's a three layer camera. It's not going to be that difficult. Okay. But um, returning to hopefully, Cheyenne before we hopefully get it doesn't it. fail uh, as much as the original Xboxes did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let, let's hope. <laughs> let's get back to you before we go um, go too much into the motion control tangent, tangent here. You mentioned a lot about doing skits and having your own video equipment and stuff. So, how much does that factor into your usual production time? I mean, how much is you doing na- uh, narration over gameplay, and how much is you doing um, actual skits in front of the camera? And which one do you prefer doing? Um. Well, that that's that one skit was just kind of a tangent thing. I I just kind of did that just for the Blizzard contest, just to do it. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe <laughs> in time I'll add some more funny skits. I had some other good ideas, um, but for the most part, I I'm probably just going to stick with you know commentary gameplay. Um, I would like to do more work in front of the camera. I've been doing uh, some After Effects work and building uh, like digital templates and and stuff like that to uh, do some more interactive things with. To keep it more interesting, uh, but um, yeah, you had tossed a few ideas uh, my way that I'm not going to share on here right now that seem seem pretty damn interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm cu- I'm also kind of testing my boundaries of what's what I'm able to do without getting in trouble with the game companies, without getting like they're okay. You know? uh, you'll, there's there's nothing you could do that would get them upset. I mean, look at the angry video game nerd. He literally poops on games. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I think, yeah, so I I don't think know, there, there'll be some more the more interesting things as I move on. You know, I, I, I jumped into this so quickly that uh, there's been a lot of time of me trying to learn everything as well. You know, and, and it's a very time-consuming process just to get um, any kind of commentary up there because you have to record it, you have to get the right gameplay, then you have to cut it, edit it, make sure that's perfect, um, you know, know what you're doing in it so you know what you're talking about, and then... Going through all the commentary can also be a hassle sometimes, um, yeah. and, and encoding, uploading, all that. So it's it's a process, um, but you know it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm excited to see uh, what I can do in the future with it. Yeah, in the short amount of time, you've actually developed a pretty damn big following. You know, even for YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've I've been pretty successful so far, so I'm uh, I'm hoping to expand that farther, um, and. Uh, and see see where it'll take me. Sounds like it's an airplane, and it's going to take you far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, um, 
I don't know what, uh, I don't know what the hell I wanted to ask. I was going to say, why'd you start doing video reviews? Like, did you do anything video before you started just doing video reviews? Or, or is your friend just like, hey, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to try it too. Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw, I, 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 I never really got into YouTube and, and that whole thing a lot. So, um, after kind of seeing what he was doing, and I started researching some of the other guys that were the top people on YouTube and what they were doing. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, one, I'm just as good or better than most of these guys in gameplay. I can present myself better, in my opinion, than I feel like most of them. Um, and I know I know the gaming market very well, and I've played a wide, wide range of games. Most people on there just stuck with, like, one game, and that was it. And my my intention from the beginning was to use a lot of different games, you know? Use StarCraft as an RTS, then go to a first-person shooter, then go to a third-person action game and a racer, you know, whatever was interesting to me at that time, and uh, and cover a range of games to make it a more well-rounded site. So cool. uh, I've had some pretty good success so far, so we'll, we'll see. Very badass. Speaking about your process, though, you mentioned every component of it, and just hearing it makes me tired, but what is... What is <laughs> You have to lo- you have to love doing this in order to do it. I think that's the point I'm trying to reach, and I think that's the point you're trying to reach too. What is your favorite part, or what is your least tedious part of the process for you? It it's different for every uh, YouTuber, as it were. Yeah, it it kind of depends, you know, because like at sometimes you're like I'm trying to do something in a certain game, and that can be really complicated to try to pull off. Like uh, like I got a nuke with no kill streaks in Call of Duty. Modern Warfare, which is pretty hard because you have to do 25 kills in a row with no help. Holy you know, crap. so like sometimes when you when you do that, you're like, okay, like this could take a while. Um, luckily, I actually did that on my second try, but uh, but there's other things that like are very very hard to try to accomplish. And then like other times, like for my reviews, for example, um, I was kind of commenting and editing at the same time to try to put it together to because I really wanted to have a uh, a smooth transition between what I was talking about, like single player, multiplayer, all these different components, and have the footage kind of go right with it. Um, so I, I, I haven't, I, the first couple of times I didn't really write anything down. I was just doing it off the top of my head. So I would like do a section and then like kind of memorize it and then like re record and, and just keep, and I tried to do it like in big takes um, instead of like cutting it up just because I wasn't as proficient with all the, uh, editing software as I should been. So that can have been really tedious because I would take, you know, many, many takes to accomplish things. But uh, all, all around, I mean, there's, it's really fun to do all of it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a geekatron at heart <laughs> and, uh, and, and love my fair share of uh, video games and uh, any kind of awesome uh, tech stuff. So, I, I don't... you know, it's the process. I don't know about you, but, uh, whenever, whenever I'm doing, you know, video reviews for us, I always run into this problem where, like, I play the game through, and I record everything that I think is, you know, pertinent to the review, or what I think will be pertinent to my review when I write it. Then I sit down and I write my review, and then I do my voiceovers, and then when I go and take the voiceovers, I throw it into my, my video editing program, and I go and I look at my footage, and I'm like, yeah, 90% of this footage is garbage. Like, it doesn't even apply to what I've just written at all, so, uh, right. I don't know about you, but a lot of times I gotta go back in and replay like portions of it just to right. get exactly what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I learned that the first review I did, and so, <laughs> and so I, uh, you know, I had the same kind of issue. But um, you know, when I approach a game, I, I look at it like, okay, 
you know, this is a third-person action game. Like, what are the new systems it brings to the table? What does it do? What do I know that it's going to do well, you know, um, or that it's, like, you know, praised for? And so when I start to play the game, I'm, I'm thinking about what my review is going to end up looking like, you know, because I want to capture a little storyline. I want to capture a little cutscenes, a little, you know, this and this and this. Um, and as I play the game, I make sure I, I put save points as much as possible. <laughs> so if I do have to come back, I'm like, okay, I have a save point somewhere around there. Um, and then before I do any of my uh, commentary or even think about it, I, I piece together my entire video. So I know that visually I have presented exactly what I want to show, and then I'll go back and, and then try to do my commentary um, to the video after it's already kind of completed. That's cool. been my process so far. Cool. Yeah, you and I have come at it from two completely different angles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more, two completely different angles, but I think that's awesome. That's really great, man. Um, are we going to be seeing a video review for uh, Alan Wake? Uh, yes, you are. Sweet. I will uh, hopefully get that up uh, a couple days after it's out. Sweet. How many? Sounds you're great. you're not going to sleep at all, are you? Uh, nope. <laughs> I when I did Assassin's Creed 2, I did not sleep much at all. Like I think I was up until about 4 a.m. that night when I I got it like released, you know, release date, you know, at midnight or whatever. And uh, <laughs> I can't remember if I went to work or not that following day. I'm 99% <laughs> sure I did. But um, yeah. very yeah, cool. It's, it's time consuming, but uh, it's fun. Yeah. I'm- uh, it, it's been impressive how much of a following you've gained on YouTube in such a short time. I um, wanted to know real quick: uh, Have you ha- what kind of interactions have you had with the, this growing fan base of yours, and uh, what kind of um, what kind of comments have they left on you? I mean, what what what's your um, reaction to their reaction? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm very impressed, and uh, uh, you know, without them, I I wouldn't be enjoying myself doing this as as much as I am. I, I figured there'd be definitely be people out there that would would hate on me and just try to uh, just leave nasty comments just to do it. But, you know, there really hasn't been uh, anybody to do that. And it's all been very, very positive, um, which is which has been awesome. I try to I try to interact with people as much as possible. I read all my comments. I answer all my messages. Um, you know, I've I've done dual commentaries um, with another buddy on there and and, and try to kind of network um, with other um, gamers that are doing this kind of same thing. Uh, I've also done uh, StarCraft beta key giveaways and, and stuff like that to, to interact with people. And then I've, I've actually played games with the kid that I uh, gave, the, gave the code away to. Um, and I, I recorded that, and I'm actually going to post a video um, nice. with nice. him pretty soon, just as kind of bragging rights for him. So, I mean, <laughs> when you're on YouTube, it's really all about the community and, uh, and listening to, to what they like and don't like and... You know, my channel is kind of molded over time to what people really want to see. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what it's all about in the end. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been good so far. Very cool. Very cool. No, uh, no super mega, um, you know, nasty comments or nothing. No, nobody, nobody razzing you at all. Oh, there's a couple dickheads out there. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh, you know, it's just one stupid comment and I usually just ignore it or delete it or whatever. Or other people will turn around and bash him back, which is even better to see. Yeah, that is so, that is. You know, always there's always somebody out there that's going to try to just say something, even though you know they probably don't even care. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to be a dickhead just to do it. <laughs> if, it if there's not at least one of them, you're doing something wrong. So, so be <laughs> yes. happy for the dickheads. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, I, you guys want to talk about anything else? I think we got a couple of minutes left. 
No. We're pretty concise. Oh. I saw I saw that uh, uh, Battlefield Bad Company Two sold five million copies. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I'm very happy. I, I I really enjoy that game. I have to say it's one of the most exciting games I've played um, in a while. And, I know uh, you're a huge fan. Have you seen the video? I don't know if it released today or it was very very recently of this this guy's reel. Of uh, and he's pl- I'm 90% sure he's playing it on PC, but it's him using the I think it's the M4136 whatever. It's the heat-seeking uh, missile launcher, uh-huh. which like nobody uses. Everybody either uses the Carl Gustav or the RPG, and they tag all of their helicopters and stuff, and then do a lock-on shot. This uh-huh. guy is like ridiculous with the heat-seeking missile. Like he can free shoot them and like just knock down helicopters. He he leads the helicopters and stuff and just nails them. It's an uh, awesome reel. It's an awesome. I, I'll go check it out. He'd be nice to have on my team. Yeah, right. Tired, tired of those choppers. <laughs> you're, you're playing on. Uh, you're playing on 360, right? Yeah, I'm playing on 360. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I play on 360 because all my buddies play on there, and, and a lot of the community does. Uh, you know, I PC is the best. There's no doubt. I mean, the controls and the graphics and everything that you have control of is way better. Here's uh, a- uh, but, I was gonna say, here's a question for the both of you. I and I, I'm asking this seriously because I'm I'm asking this of like every gamer that I know. What console are you guys gonna get Red Dead Redemption on? <laughs> I I always go 360. Really? And, unless the game's exclusive, I always go 360 just because almost everyone I know has it. I have maybe one or two friends that have a PS3. Gotcha, Gavin. Which are you is gonna... too bad. So yeah, that is kind of too bad. Gavin, are you gonna be are you gonna be getting it? Um. I think I am, not, not not necessarily right as it comes out, but I'm really flipping a coin here. I mean, usually if it has an online component, I only have silver on Xbox, so I'm not really going to go for the online component on the 360, and I'm not really a multiplayer player in the first place. Right. So it's really a, it's really a coin flip for me, but considering the amount I have to play on my PS3 and the amount I have on my 360, I think I want to even that out a bit, so I might get it on the 360 just so I can... Uh, yeah, we can start yeah. a posse. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Like, I wanna, I wanna be able to play and actually form a posse with people that I know. But either people aren't gonna be getting it on release day, like you, Gavin. Not, not making any offensive comments here or anything. But you know, oh, a lot yes, of people, a lot sure. of people, I, a lot of people it. are holding out. And, uh, and two, like, um, I don't know. Can you, can oh, go you ahead. Cross-platform. I wish you could. Damn it. Not that I know of. I really wish you could. That would be nice. That would be insane. Um. Because, like, uh, I would love to do 360, but I keep looking at my 360 thinking, you are just going to die on me. And then, you know, like, nobody... It's true, he will, don't worry. I, I'm sure it will. And then I look at my PS3, and I'm like, nobody plays online games on PS3. Like, I do some I do some Marvel vs. Capcom uh, and stuff on there, and I did some Battlefield Bad Company uh, beta stuff on there. But otherwise, you know, the PS3 online community is not the best. And I'm looking at my PC, and I'm like... Why aren't you getting it? <laughs> so, I, it's just such a. I want it to go on PC. It's never going to go on PC, and <clears throat> I don't know. I guess I, th- I think it should. I agree with you, Randy. I think I, I think we need to start a peti- uh, petition for Red Dead on PC. I'm really surprised. Rockstar is um, is normally amazing as far as putting games on PC. Like and Bully was on PC. Uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 had the amazing video editor on PC. They, yeah, they probably will eventually if it's Hopefully. really successful. I mean, it's just you know, there's probably not that many people that have PCs to be able to buy it. You know, for them to port things. True. True. It's just, getting ridiculous just, reviews from what I've been. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Just wait till on live comes out. Hopefully, if that works, it'll totally revive the PC market. <laughs> well, won't you won't even use a PC. You'll be using a little on live box. 
That's true. You'll be using your iPad. Ooh, you guys, you know what? When you guys go to E3, totally pay attention to see if OnLive is there and, and you well, know. that's the first place I'm going to. Glom on them. Glom on them. All right, well, that's pretty cool. I think we could we could wrap it up right about there, right, guys? Yeah. All right. That's that's good. Well, GameStradamus slash Cheyenne, thank you very much for being on the show this week, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And we look uh, chat again. Yeah, we totally look forward to uh, all your you know future video ventures, and you know we're gonna throw up as many as we possibly can on the site. Um, and Gavin, you're cool too. Well, well, thanks. But that kind of goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're tolerable too, Randy. Thank you. Thank you. And you know why I'm tolerable? Because why? we're not in the same room. And you cannot... Exactly. Yeah. You cannot smell that I have not bathed or brushed my teeth in days. <laughs> That's it for <laughs> issue number 51, everybody. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Yahoo! You're all clear, kid!